Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty, now in audio and hopefully visual. We've got a camera set up here. Hopefully you're watching us do this punters. Uh, and if you're not, clearly something went awry in the uh, the audio. I'm sorry, no, the editing. But uh, I'm joined by Nick Hind, as always. How are you, brother? Yeah, good, mate. Good to be here. Um, new studio, so everyone can finally see it, um, hopefully. But yeah, it's good to be set up here for a big Melbourne Cup run through. Yes, uh, we're fresh, fresh off the uh, the big Golden Eagle day yesterday. We won't go into it too much. We'll save that for our uh, regular midweek potty. We're trying to keep this as Melbourne Cup central as possible. But have you recovered? You look a bit worse for wear. Yeah, um, running off three hours of sleep and then working all day today. So, but yeah. We kick on. <laughs> Judy, Judy calls. I'm pretty similar. I'm working off just over four hours of sleep. And I haven't been working at a job, but I've been working on uh, the mock sports stuff. I've been working on uh, all the visuals, all the uh, stuff that goes into the production of the potty. So been a big day. As it's been a big weekend. Melbourne Cup, there's nothing like it. 24 horses, the field is out. And it's just the best time as to be a punter. It's Christmas time. They call Derby Day, uh, sorry, Derby Day. People were texting me. I keep saying Derby, it's the Derby. Derby Day is Christmas time for punters and we saw it. The day out yesterday was incredible. Smaller crowd than we expected at Rose Hill, but it was popping off, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, it was good. Um, oh, yeah, like you said, I expected it to be pretty packed. General admission looked pretty empty, to be honest. Um, in saying that, it's the first time been to... Rose Hill. What do you think? Apart from the one time I went in the night races, but I don't really count that because there was not really anyone there. Um, yeah, it was good. It was nice. Um, yeah, a bit different from Ramwick. I'd say Ramwick's a lot nicer, obviously, and it's just obviously the track in Sydney that um, you'd probably consider the Flemington of Melbourne. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a Western Sydney course, Rose Hill, if that if that puts it into perspective. I think that's the best way to describe it. But um, in saying that, it was a good day. Um, had a good day with some mates, with you, of course, as well. Um, one of our mates' horse, um, Cardinal Gem, ran the Golden Eagle. Yes. So um, it was very exciting there leading up to that to that race. And if it got up, I reckon it would have been one of the bigger nights um, we would have seen. Um, 100%. 100%. But yeah. so Great yeah. race as well. Like you said, we're going to... Sorry, like I said earlier, we're going to unpack that more come the midweek uh, potty recording. But, gee, what a race it was. The, you know, the, because of the smaller crowd, there was no big massive roar like it was on Everest Day. But 20 horses spread across that Rose Hill track coming down the straight. It was very exciting to see, eh? Yeah, it was good. Um, we had a pretty good spot up um, while you were floating around. Um, I was only about 30 metres to your left on the balcony. I didn't get a oh, seat. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we were... We got in there early, and we just in the in the um, top stand, not the top stand, in the in the mid stands, but we're in the front row of that stand. Um, it's a pretty nice spot to be honest. That we we got at race two. I think we missed the first race, but um, but yeah, we s- took camp there all day, and um, yeah, it was a good spot, good watch um, for the for the big one, and um, yeah, we we enjoyed our day. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, the only thing to touch on because unfortunately Loft was scratched from the Melbourne Cup, so that means no J Mac in the Melbourne Cup, uh, which we'll touch on how big of a ramification that was on the field when we get into it. But talking of J Mac, I think it was four or five winners down at Flemington. Three of them were in a row. He was taking the PI double five. He, they just run for him. He was making it look that much easier than the rest of them. Every time he got to about the 200, press that button and they were gone. Yeah, um, I was on Old Flame yesterday um, with with J Max, so that was that was a good win for me. Um, got things rolling a little bit. I didn't I didn't actually bet too much in the in the Eagle, but yeah, you're right. Um, he had a day out, didn't he? He's a he's yeah. a champion jockey, and he's absolutely flying at the moment. So yeah, it's going to be a big 
big tally point going into Tuesday. That's so yeah, for sure. He's, he's already got four. He's trying to break 10 in the carnival. I reckon he's going to get there. Apart from the Melbourne Cup, he's booked for every single race to run in the Melbourne Cup carnival. So he should get there. The punt club, we kicked it off. They were all over J-Mac. All of the votes were going J-Mac's way. Uh, we got up with him secret. Almost got up with Sharp and Smart there. Funny story about that. I was sitting downstairs in the members area. Big screen was on. Everyone's cheering, kicking away. Sharp and Smart looks like he's home. Everyone forgets how long the Flemington straight is. They think he's about to cross the finish line as Manzoy starts to really kick up. Like, it looks threatening, but everyone knows, like, nah, sharp and smart, home. But then all of a sudden, we think he's about to cross the finish line and it pops up on the screen that there's actually 50 metres to go. And there was just a collective sigh throughout the room. They're like, oh, no. Like, it was very deflating because everyone was screaming, yes, J-Mac, he's home, he's home, he's home. Then it just went quiet as we watched Sharp and Smart, Tyre, Manzois run over the top. Unfortunately, didn't get the chockies in that one. But uh, the punt club is going very good. So if any members out there watching, we're very much looking forward to seeing who you pick for the Melbourne Cup. Oaks Day, of course, and Champions Day still to come. So we'll definitely be updating you on the socials at the Mock Sports on Instagram. But, mate, anything else to touch on before we get into this balls-deep analysis of the Melbourne Cup? Uh, nothing from me. All right, mate. The only thing, of course... Shout out to Dabble. They're yeah. big supporters of us and we're big supporters of them. They're a great platform. Uh, like it says up here on the screen, punters, you can share the experience. Dabble is the betting app of today. You follow other punters, you copy their bets straight into your bet slip. Press that copy button straight into the bet slip, mate. We make our multis. There was one that got up from the potty last week. You had Mars Mission and Waterford. Over 40 punters got on that and cheered at home with us. They didn't have to go through the market's punters. They didn't have to go find each horse and put it on. Single press of a button, it's straight on. They can put on as much money as they want. Yeah, that's it. So we're going to tip a couple of horses throughout um, each week. And then obviously in this podcast, we'll have a couple of horses that we'll mention. And um, they're all going to be up on our Dabble account. So make sure you go have a look. And all you have to do is press one button and it's straight into your bet slip. And you put whatever stake you want on. So yeah, it's a, it's a real good app, Dabble. And um, we really enjoy betting with them. So 100%. Just hit 13,000 followers on Dabble as well. So Huge. join the 13,000 other punters betting with the mock sports on dabble just go to the dabble app follow at the mock sports or if you want use the uh the code in our uh show notes or the link in our instagram bio when signing up use that code the mock sports let them know we sent you and you can win with us for the rest of this spring carnival season all right nick melbourne cup time play the sting brother sting it oh that's the theme song wrong sting there you go there we go <laughs> yes. Wow. We got stings now. Yes. Very, very exciting. It's good sorry, sorry, I pressed the wrong button to start with, but it's all good. <laughs> stings. We're professional. We're, Produ- producer we Nick. That's it, mate. All right. So the Melbourne Cup. This is our runner by runner preview. We're going to give all the details on all twenty-four horses through the uh, the field. Uh, like we said, balls deep analysis. We sort the pretenders from the contenders, punters, and we make sure you know exactly what we think of each runner. Uh, For those of you who live under a rock and don't know what the Melbourne Cup is, it's the most famous horse race in Australia over the distance of 3,200 metres at the Flemington Racecourse, held on the first Tuesday every November. And um, it's called the race that stops the nation because it's often the race that uh, over 100,000 people show up to Flemington every year. Uh, Basically, any casual punter, Basically, almost every Australian that isn't opposed to horse racing puts a dollar each way on a bet. They get it in the paper. They get it in a cup sweep at the office. There's that much money spent on the Melbourne Cup every year. And basically, as soon as that horse race jumps, eyes are glued to the screens. Uh, the key lead-ins when we're doing the form, you got got to look for the races such as the 2,000-metre Turnbull Stakes, the 2,500-metre Bart Cummings, the 2,800-metre Ramsden Stakes, the 2,500-metre Lexus Stakes, the 2,000-metre Cox Plate, and, of course, the 2,400-metre uh, Caulfield Cup. So, Nick, when it comes to this race, what do you think is the important telltale signs of a horse that's going to be a good one for this? The um, thing I'm really looking for is, obviously, the, the lead-up races is very, very important. Um, how it races at the long distance, um, a lot of them are pretty untested at the at the distance which is um a bit of concern but um some of the runs and some of the big races like the Caulfield Cup like the Cox Plate really just show 
the class fields it's versing and how it really run, how the horse runs in that race is something I'm going to go after. Just pure form, how it's been yeah. running recently, um, as well as barrier comes into it, jockey, weight, all that, always up into the final decision. I'm I'm real big on if they're actually able to run the distance because as good a horse as you are, if you're not able to run out 3,200 meters you're not winning the Melbourne Cup. That's the beauty of it. There's not many 3,200-metre races in the country. There's the Melbourne Cup, the Sydney Cup, and then there's a few listed races around, uh, a few other country cups. Um, yeah, very, very minimal. So they don't get much practice at 3,200 metres. A lot of the horses come into this without even seeing the 3,200 metres. It's their first time trying. So whether or not they figure as a horse that's going to actually run out that distance is massive. So... We'll go into the track report here, um, and this is based on the the question by at Anthony Royd. Uh, how much will track conditions come into play on Cup Day? And so we've got the weather forecast here. We've got forecast for showers, Nick. The track should be a soft seven, heavy nine. It's at soft seven at the moment, but depending on how much rain comes down, will depend if we get into that heavy. We shouldn't be seeing a complete bog punters, but it's definitely going to be wet. They're predicting showers all up until race time. Uh, on Monday, on Tuesday, very, very wet in uh, Melbourne at the moment. And the rail's out two metres, the entire circuit. That shouldn't do too much, punters. That should probably still be Fairs Day racing. I wouldn't say that it'd give leaders too much of a bias. It's only two metres, but the track conditions are everything. It definitely rules out a couple of horses, and you'll definitely hear that in our analysis, a couple of horses that needed a bone-dry deck here if they were going to be winning the Melbourne Cup. But crazier things have happened, but definitely... Look for those horses that have the good form on the soft and the heavy because that's the way the track's going to be playing. So hopefully that answered your question, Anthony Royd. Uh, now, quickly go through the speed map. This is also pretty critical, Nick. Not as much as, you know, a sprint, like 3,200 metres. They usually get quite a lot of time to settle, but this is how it should work, okay? You get Knight's Order and Serpentine. They drew completely out wide punters. You see they're in 23 and 24 out there up top. They're the two leaders of the race. So they're going to spend plenty of petrol trying to get to the front. Uh, and if someone like New Marion down here, I can see Grand Promenade, maybe even Smoking Romans, if they take the initiative to uh, block them out and make sure that they're caught wide uh, for a lot of that front straight before they go on the turn, it might be game over for Serpentine and Knight's Order. But I still think they probably get the lead. I still think that the rest of the horses will be trying to run their own race. They'll let Timmy Clark come right across and Knight's Order should get that lead. Um, it's a bit of a weird barrier draw. Not many horses got their preferred barriers, but one that did is the uh, the favourite. You'll see Duval Legend, the number eight there in the purple. Uh, perfect. Perfect barrier nine. He'll settle just off pace, top of the midfield. Uh, he's definitely going to uh, have every chance to win this race as the market reflects. And then the only other thing that I can talk about is Kamora Huyamal without a fight. Um, the other three internationals, you'll see those, the other ones in purple, they're all drawn out. They've got um, very wide barriers in their own right. You've got uh, 15, 17 and 18 there. They're going to need a lot of luck to try and get cover. I think they do get cover, but again, if they're caught wide, panic stations, I would reckon. You know, crazy things have happened. They could definitely come home the win either, but it makes it a whole lot harder running 3,200 metres wide, no cover as well. So that's going to be something to watch when they jump in that first 400 metres. But uh, Nick... We'll get into it. Runner by runner, sorting the contenders from the pretenders now. First horse, the field, Gold Trip. Jumping from Barrier 14, trained by Mayor and Eustace, piloted by Mark Zara, carrying 57.5 kilos. Odds currently at $14 to win, $4 to 20 to place. What are your thoughts on Gold Trip? Yeah, it's a good one. Um, obviously, last week in the in the Cox Plate um, wasn't, wasn't what we expected and what probably the trainer and owners wanted gold trip to have yeah um but the Caulfield cup wow you got that that was such a great run massive massive run and it it probably is the only reason that the these horses come down to this price mm. if it doesn't run that well in the Caulfield cup it probably plays at the high 20s market wet track will help Definitely. really will help Definitely. um but yeah, this is one of the horses here, like we said, um, hasn't run at the distance. Nothing longer than 2,400 metres, which is a lot of the horses, especially a lot of the Australian horses. Not that this one is an Australian horse, but a lot of the Australian horses have 
stuck behind um, in the shorter runs. Yep. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm going to go with Contender, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It, it can definitely get it done. Mark Zara is a very talented jockey, very experienced, knows what to do. Um, top weight, though. It's Worry. It's a, it's a long race. It's tricky. It's a long race. You don't want to be... You don't want to be top weight in a in a in a um, Melbourne Cup. The lighter the uh, you are, the better. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So um, I'll go contender, but um, yeah, it's it's probably not not going to be my tip. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Uh, it's an interesting one. Like we said, one of the recent most recent horses uh, to actually go for the Triple Crown. Of course, didn't win the Caulfield Cup or the Cox Plate, but not many horses these days punters go for all three: the Caulfield Cup, the Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup. Very rare these days that you see that. But the Cox Plate, like you said, was pretty underwhelming. Didn't really get the right run. Uh, but the Caulfield Cup was really good. Uh, he carried six less kilos, the eventual winner, Durston. So that just shows how much weight plays into it. Like, Gold Trip looked home for all money, but then just got run down by a horse that was carrying six kilos less. And, of course, Durston's not here now. So if you're thinking maybe that a repeat run sees Gold Trip get the chockies, I wouldn't blame you considering that Durston got the scratch. Um, but I think he reads really well. Like you said, top weight's going to be difficult, but the wetter the better. The fact that it's going to be relatively wet at Flemington really brings him into this, I reckon. I think for sure he's going to be in that top 10 of the field. Whether he finishes closer to the finish remains to be seen, but class is going to take him a long way here. And like we said, he's not originally an Australian, but he is based in Australia, and I reckon he's one of the better chances for those horses that are based in Australia. So I'm going to go contender. Not my main tip, but... Gold trip, definitely a contender. We'll move on to Dewis, number two, barrier 10. Edward Cummings trained, Hugh Bowman on board, 55.5 kilos, $26 to win, $7.50 to place. What are your thoughts? Yeah, good one here. Picks a good barrier. It really helps for this horse. Um, barrier 10 is um, is very nice for, for Huey Bowman to come out. Another talented jockey in itself, Hugh Bowman, knows exactly what to do in these type of races. Um, yeah. It's it's a tough one. I really liked this horse a couple of weeks back, and it was going to be my tip in the in the cup if it ran. But um, after that last start in the in the Caulfield Cup, it it really didn't didn't give me too much confidence going into it. I would have preferred Gold Trip over Duas in this one, mm-hmm. to be honest. If you want to go, if you want to put it into that kind of perspective, punters. Um, in saying that, it's it's a great horse. Um, I really do like it. It's um, if it if it does play into a soft track, which it's looking like it will. It's soft track record, f- um, five in the placings and three of those wins from nine starts is reads well in itself. And then, in some miraculous, it gets to a good track as well. It can run there as well. Yeah. So, um, if the track gets better and it floats into a good track somehow, or it gets a bit firmer. Into like a soft five. Soft five-ish. You never know. Who knows? Anything can happen. You, it would be a bigger play. Um, in saying that, I still think it's a contender. Yeah, I agree, contender. Uh, fun fact about this one, punters. No horses won the Australian Cup and Melbourne Cup in the same year since Maccabi Diva in 2005. So, I mean, it can be done. Hasn't been done in a while, but Maccabi Diva is a pretty good horse in its own right. Dewis looks to be the one that break that spell. Uh, she's Australia's best stayer, in my opinion, since Very Elegant retired. Uh, she just continues to eat up the ground and with every run looks better and better and better. Always strong through the line. So I think she definitely runs out a strong 3,200 in my mind, which will be huge. She's gotten a Group 1 victory over 2,400 metres before and I can't completely pen her. I'll, I'll only pen her if it's a complete bog because, like you said, she goes on all conditions. The only reason I think she gets counted out of it if it ends up like heavy 10 like bottomless 10, like if it ends up bog, I wouldn't be on Dewis. But yeah, definite contender with Dewis. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, night, number three, Knight's Order. You're big on this horse. You're a big fan. Barrier 24 though. So with Timmy Clark on board, odds 20 to 1 uh, with $6 to place. Has the barrier scared you off here? Not really. I, I, In a way, I think it plays into Knight's Order's game. Really? A little bit. Yeah, I feel like it can get to the lead. It might have to use a little bit more petrol, like you said earlier. Yeah. But it, at least it's one side's clear. It can get to the front pretty easily. It, it needs to use a bit of a bit of hoof to get up there. 
But once it's once it's there, it's not all just race to lose. Depends how much petrol's in the tank, like we've like we've been through. Um, well, I think it's a, a genuine contender, and, and it, it's another one that's been floating around for my tip for the for this race. Um, I think it's a genuine chance. You've seen Twilight Payment two years ago lead a Melbourne Cup and win. Who says? Who's to say this can't happen again with Knight's Order? Um, look, 20, 24th barrier out of twenty four. It can scare. It can scare a lot of punters away, but I don't know too many people. Too many people. Too many horses that are going to draw barrier twenty four and still be twenty dollars. Pay. Yeah. Still a pretty decent price for this horse, and I think that speaks for a, for itself in a way. I think that's because this horse likes two things, leading and wet tracks, and he's going to get both of them, like we said. Unless a horse decides to change their game plan and really take him out of the race by kicking up more early than they planned, which would probably be silly in their own right, using their own petrol a bit too early. Like, he gets it. We saw him do it in the Sydney Cup earlier this year in a pretty similar conditions, actually. It was pretty wet that day in the Sydney Cup. Like, of course... Completely different field here, completely different quality of field. But we've seen him run a strong 3,200 multiple times, all on wet decks. He gets there. If Only if he was drawn in, like, barrier one, geez, he would be a red-hot chance. Like, I think he gets to the front, drops the anchor on him, and just tries to out-sprint them home. Because I really think this one's going to be a bit of a sit-and-sprint. I don't think it's going to be run, like, at a hot tempo the whole time. I think they're really going to just walk through those uh, muddy conditions. And then once they get to that straight, they'll really let rip down the straight. So, I mean, if Knight's Order keeps them napping, like we see Timmy Clark do it all the time because he loves a leader. We saw him do it on alligator blood in the uh, Underwood Stakes. Like he got to the front, dropped the anchor on him, realised that no one was taking the initiative behind him to challenge him. So he just kicked his horse up and took alligator blood all the way to the finish. And Knight's Order can do the exact same thing here. So contender... Night's order for me as well. So Montefilia, Barrier 11, David Payne train, Jason Collette on board, weight 55.5 kilos, 11 to 1, $3.50 to place. What are your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, I really like this horse. Um, this will be my tip for the Melbourne Cup. Whoa. Montefilia. Called it early. Yep, this is going to be my tip for the Melbourne Cup. Great run in the Caulfield Cup, in my opinion. Um, luckless. If it had a bit more luck, it probably could have got it done. But I reckon it's it's better off that it didn't win. Um, and I reckon it's got perfect form going into the Melbourne Cup here, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Oh, well, you've said, a, you basically said what I was going to say. Uh, she's never run the distance, which is the only query, but she's always strong. She looks like she's definitely going to get it done. Look at this prep. Fourth place, third place, and fourth place. That's there, thereabout. What is it? One length off the win, five off the win. Yeah, okay. Five off the win is not too good. But um, Cascadian absolutely blitzed that one in. Yeah, she's won four group once, which yep. and one of which was over last year's winner. Very elegant. Mm. So you got to respect that. Uh, the only thing that probably worries me is 55 and a half kilos is a lot for a, uh, a girl to be carrying and uh, getting it done from her position. But again, stranger things have happened. Very elegant. So, yeah, you know, so... Very strongly in the Caulfield Cup, like you said. Flashing home late. Steals fourth. Finishes just over a length on the winner. Uh, another one that doesn't want it to be an absolute bog. Just like Dewis, I'm not penning her unless it ends up heavy 10. If it ends up heavy 10, I'm not sure she gets through that because we've seen her go on a heavy 10 and it sort of comes her undone. But I think class takes her a long way here and I definitely think she's one that you'd want in your first four exotics punters. So contender for Montefilia. Uh, we come to number five, New Marion, trained by Annabelle Neesham. Tommy Berry jumps from the seventh barrier. $61 to win, $15 to place. Our first roughie of the field and the first one that I'm going to say, Pretender, which uh, disappoints me because I think Tommy Berry, future Melbourne Cup winner. Going to put that out there. I think he wins a Melbourne Cup in his career and so does Annabelle Neesham. I think Annabelle Neesham is one of the best trainers going around in Australia at the moment. She's only won a few group ones, thanks to Mawanga and Zaki and a few others of hers. But Melbourne Cup's coming for her one day. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be this year. Like, It's just a horse that goes about its business very bravely, always tries his heart out, draws a solid barrier and will allow Barry to basically give him every chance. But I just don't think he runs out the 3,200. I... He was really good in the Caulfield Cup until he started to fade. Finished fifth, yeah, but didn't hand... Like, if you're not going to run out a strong 2,400, you're not going to run out that extra 800 metres, you reckon? Like, I know maybe the extra fitness 
will take it a long way. First half of the field, maybe. But I think it's hard to see him winning just off that Caulfield Cup run. So Numerian is a pretender for me. Yeah, it's pretty pretty upsetting to see Tommy Berry on. Probably not a great horse going into this Melbourne Cup. I'd love to see Tommy Berry on a, on a decent chance. Pretender Numerian for me as well. I think Numerian is one of those ones that's very good horse, just not suited to it's this not, sort of race. No, it's a Melbourne th- Cup. It's the, if not the most important race in Australia, it can't. It's not good enough. I think race. I think New Marion's one that you'll see going around in the Cox Plate next year. I reckon they'll try and prep it for that. I reckon it's more suited to the the 2000, 2400 meters max because talented horse, just not here. I reckon so. We'll get to number six, the first international, Barrier 18, Simon and A. Crisford trained, William Buick ridden, 55.5 kilos, $11 to win, $3.50 to place without a fight. And Nick, this is going to be my tip for the Melbourne Cup. I'm all over the internationals here. I think the internationals just a superior form of the Aussies. I think something international is winning. So I'm probably going to be playing the internationals to win, uh, the internationals trifectas, the internationals first fours. Um just in case they all won, all run the one, two, three, four. I'm on this guy in the uh, the better, the hundred to one. So hopefully I send better broke if uh, it gets up. But I mean, it's just reading through the form I've got written down here. It just goes under the radar. I think before Loft got scratched, it was definitely the one market wise and experts talking about it was they weren't really paying attention to it. But now that Loft is out, they need to focus on another international when he comes into it and he's drifted in. I. Remember this time last week he was like 26s or something. He he's very good. He's he's uh the second seed behind Duville Legend I reckon. He's uh been in the money his last four runs. So he's running the trifecta the last four runs. The only main query is the wet and the barrier in the big field because like a few of these uh, international horses punters over there in Europe, small fields and they really gap out in the run. They don't really you know they're not real bunched up come the finish. It's usually they're stretched out over 10 lengths coming home. So he's never seen a field this big that's going to race so tightly around bends and stuff. And he's never seen a track probably going to be this wet. He has got it done before in softish conditions, but I don't think he's ever seen it this soaked. Um, he should be running the barrier, though. Champion British jockey on here should help as well. As long as he holds up on that soggy Flemington deck, I reckon he's in it up to his neck. I think without a fight, hopefully he gets cover and he goes all the way and wins it for me. Yeah, it's a contender. Um, you got 17 starts and you got 14 in the money with seven of them, half of them wins. Yeah. That reads pretty well. Good form. One of the only horses that is um, run the actual close to the distance. It's run 2,800 metres multiple times in its career. I think it'd be silly to not leave it in your exotics. Even in the top four. 100%. Like, it might come out and fall flat on its face, but off form alone, he reads like a horse that rates really well for this race, especially with this this field. This field is not as strong as it has been in previous years. Like, they were saying last year was a weak Melbourne Cup. Look at this year's field. We don't have very elegant incentivise. Uh, Hitotsu, uh, Spanish Mission, many, many more. So, I reckon without a fight, can definitely capitalise here and get a win in the Melbourne Cup. And the 18th barrier, everyone says, oh, 18th barrier can't win. It's the least successful barrier in history. Very elegant run from that barrier last year. So that's all you really need to know. Uh, number seven, Kamora, trained by Ben and G-Day, uh, J.D. Hayes. Ben Mellon on board, 55 kilos, 46 to 1, $12 to place. Uh, thoughts, Nick? No. Nah, no chance in my in my eyes. Um, yeah, Pretender. It's um, probably one of the not-so-good internationals I've come over, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think there's just better options. I mean, I agree with you. It's the bottom seed of the Europeans. But like I said, the Europeans are superior to the Aussies in my mind. So he probably still comes in with a sneaky chance. If you pull him in a mystery trifecta, I wouldn't be throwing out your ticket. That's all I'm going to say, really. Uh, he won a key lead-up race here in Ireland, the Carrar Cup. For reference, that's the exact same race Twilight Payment won in 2020 before it went on to win the Melbourne Cup. So do with that information what you will, punters. Like, it's not terrible form. Like, you know, the horses coming out of that didn't really follow it up with many wins, but he's come through the same sort of prep that Twilight Payment did. So 
I won't pen him, but he has a heavy distaste for the wet. So if it ends up again in the heavy range, he's probably a no-go. But if it gets out to that soft six, soft five, I reckon definitely be happy to have him in your exotics. But I'm going to say Pretender as well. I don't reckon it wins, but I reckon he'll run a cheeky race for sure. So now we get to Duville Legend, the only one with the odds in the green. That's why it's the favourite. $3.80 to win, $1.70 to place. Karen McAvoy on board. Uh, he's going for, I think, a fourth Melbourne Cup. Karen McAvoy, James Ferguson trains, jumps from that Peach Barrier 9 like we discussed earlier. Uh, I mean, I'm not an idiot. It's a contender, but... Gee, those are poison odds to have in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, it's even come into three dollars sixty now. So oh. um, it's it's keep coming down. Definite contender, um, best horse in this race. Horse probably well best suited to the distance. Um, I'm not so sure though. The query is the distance. He's never run past twenty six hundred meters, and he's never seen wet. So to contest all that first up in a completely different hemisphere, and with That's this sort I've of price about. and fifty five kilos on his back. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets weighted out of the race. He's only three years old, so 55 kilos is usually big enough for a three-year-old to carry, let alone in this sort of race. If he was a 50-kilo chance, I reckon he wins easy, but there's a lot of queries around him, and for this price, we saw it with incentivise last year, it's not guaranteed punters that they're going to get up just because they're the favourite in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, no. I think the biggest to take out of it is hasn't run on a wet track. Anything wet at all has not run. Um, it's a four-year-old, not a three-year-old. Oh, it's, oh, yes, sorry. Three-year-old by Northern Hemisphere definition, four-year-old in Australian definition. They do it a little different, yes. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a genuine chance, I think. Wouldn't be a dumb idea to include in your trifectas. Wouldn't be dumb. Yeah, you have to cover it in your trifectas. He might well come out and gap them, but he won't have my money, especially not at that price. If he was at a more appropriate price of 6 $7, which Melbourne Cup favourites usually are, I'd be on. But we saw a lot of money get lost on Incentivise last year, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of money get lost on Duville Legend this year. And if it gets up, I think better might be going out of business. Jeez, they reckon there's about a $60 million payout coming that way if this horse gets up, thanks yep. to those 100 to 1 odds. But move on, Stockman. Joe Pride, Sam Clipperton aboard. Barrier... Uh, Clippo. Not Barrier 9, that's Duville Legend. Uh, what barrier is it from, Nick? Barrier number two. Barrier number two. Sorry for the time of their punters. $26 to win, $7.50 to place. Um, I'm going to quickly go through it. Watching him run in the St. Ledger when we were there on Everest Day. Beautiful run. Looked set up for this perfectly. Absolutely blitzed them in the 2,600 metres. Strong through the line. Looked like he even wanted more. You thought he's set up for the Melbourne Cup perfectly. But then he went around on Saturday. We were there again on Golden Eagle Day. Don't know why he's trying to... Joe Pride's trying to get him to back up from the Saturday. We've seen horses do it before, but it's very tall task to ask them. It's tough. It's, you know, I'm not saying, like, Joe Pride's done the wrong thing there. It's only three days. Like, he knows what he's doing, but it's... Three day turnaround. Scares me as a punter. Yeah, 72 hours. Like, it's a quick turnaround. Uh, it was a 2,000 metre run, and he finished eighth, three lengths off the win. Uh, he'll definitely run the distance. Whether he runs it strongly is the question because he might have spent his tank on Saturday. So uh, I'm going to say pretender, but the wet definitely keeps him in it. If it ends up a bog, he can swim into the money. So definitely have, your, have him in your exotics, but I don't think he's winning. All right. Contender, Wee. in my mind. Interesting theory I've got here. I think that trainer and jockey have had a plan going into this Melbourne Cup. Let's run this horse on Saturday, but let's not put the foot down. Let's not have any gas into this race. Just a treadmill run? Treadmill just run, just to loosen the legs up for the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. That's my opinion on it. I didn't see it really get pushed by, by Clippo in, in this race. I wouldn't watch it back. Um, I think it's a contender, especially if we get to a real, real wet track. It's probably the... One of the best horses um, records on a heavy track in this race. Yeah, six from swimmer, six out of ten in the in the top two, with four of them wins. So, I reckon it's probably my roughie of the race. Jeez, put it that way, punters. Um, but yeah, you reckon he's done the old the old marathon? Make sure to go for that fifteen minute jog before the marathon to make sure you're warmed up. I I think it's totally strategic. I don't think, yeah, go back and watch that run, punters. Um, there is no gas being used for that horse. Okay, I look forward to it. 
all eyes on Stockman come the Melbourne Cup to see if Nick's theory is right there. So we move on to number 10, Vow and Declare, Barrier for four. Daddy Brian trained, Blake Shin on board, carries 54 kilos, $21 to win, $6 to place. Jeez, uh, he's come back for another bite of the cherry, the 2019 winner. Hasn't won a race since then, <laughs> but Danny O'Brien knows how to win Melbourne Cups and he knows how to get the best out of his horses at the right time of the year. And gee, has he done that with Vow and Declare. He, the horse is back and back in a big way. Shin in superb form. I love the booking of Shin here. He's been getting up left, right and centre. Old Blakey boy, um, uh, Vow and Declare, he uh, was very good in the uh, his last few starts without winning, I think. Just like Montefilia. He's been luckless in his last couple starts. I think he's, he's going to be in all my best boxed first fours. I'm, I'm going to say contender. I'm going to say contender. But whether he wins or not, He's probably the the lowest form of contender I could put him because I think he's just one of those horses now that always bridesmaid, never the bride. But I think Val and Declare is definitely going to run a good race on Saturday. On Saturday, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. On <laughs> Tuesday, punters, Val and Declare, I think the orange flushes late and maybe gets into that first four, first five across the line. What are your thoughts, Nick? Uh, I'm going to go pretender here. I just don't think. Beyond Claire can get it done. Had a pretty good run in the in the Caulfield Cup, but yeah, nothing too red hot for me. That's making me jump for joy. I think there's better options. Fair enough. Uh, young Verta, number eleven, Barrier twenty one, O'Brien trained as well. Damien Lane on board forty one to one, eleven dollars to place. Thoughts? Yeah, uh, pretender. I don't think so. Um, yeah, have to be a pretty pretty peach of a run to get it done. Um, Corfield Cup, no, last year, sorry, Corfield Cup last year came eighth behind incentivised by seven lengths. That year's Turnbull, though, he gave incentivised a scare. That's the sort of thing. I've got it written down here. You, what do you do with him? One day he's finishing, uh, he's almost beaten incentivised, and he's just like in the Cox Plate, he's only finishing a couple lengths off Animo in the Cox Plate, and the next he's finishing seven lengths off him in a Caulfield Cup. He's Some days he rocks up, some days he doesn't. You never know where to place him. Yeah, I just don't think it. it it's the chance. Um, I think there's better ones as well. So it's going to be pretender for me. 21st barrier as well is pretty, if you're not going to go for the lead, it's uh, not looking too good for, for this horse. Yeah, pretender, but I will admit he'll be probably at pretty good odds for the top 10 market. If, the, if any bookies put them out, I know a couple of them do on the day. So shop around. I think if you get a few dollars for him for finishing the top 10, I'd probably have a play. I could see him coming home for 10th or 9th. But, yeah, he, I don't think Young Verda's winning here. Hu Yamal, another one of the international Raiders. Waterhouse and Bot trained. Barrier 15. Craigie Williams on board at 53.5 kilos. This is where we really start to see the weight off, <coughs> weight drop off punters. $16 to win, $4.80 to place. I think this one can definitely be a contender. Craig Williams is getting up left, right, and centre. Like He's the third seed of the Europeans, my mind. Bit of X-factor. Craigie Williams, in the last two weeks, he has won the Everest, the Manicato Stakes, the Mooney Valley Vase, and the Empire Rose, all in the last fortnight. And those are just the big races. He's won plenty of regular races as well. He is riding in almost career-best form. He is just, like I said with J-Mac earlier, the horse is just riding for him. He is putting everything into every ride, and he gets the best out of them. And I reckon you could do it here. But I will admit, the only queries are the same as without a fight. Most of his runs have come on dry decks and in small fields where he could dictate things, and he hasn't really dealt with this big of a field on this soggy of a track. So as long as he can see out the 3,200, I think having him in your first four is definite contender. Uh, yeah, I think it's a contender with um with this jockey on board. This jockey's absolutely flying right now, Craig Williams. Um, won the Everest and didn't celebrate, so this, this bloke's crazy. <laughs> this bloke's crazy. He's won millions of dollars. And he was racing in the rest of the races. Back to business. Back to business. All class. All business, all class, Craig Williams. Yeah. Uh, I do like this um, this chance in the in the race. However, it will not be in my top four plays, but I do I do say it's a contender. Respect him. I respect. It'd be really nice to see him get up, especially the way he's been going. Because if you don't know punters, uh, Craig Williams, he has family over in Ukraine and snippets of all of his prize money have been going over to the war fund. And he's been transforming lives over there in Ukraine. He, a big chunk of the Everest uh, prize money went to them. If he gets up here in the Melbourne Cup, like not only does he get to win a Melbourne Cup, 
again, but um, gets to send even more money back home. So it'd be very emotional to see him get up for his family. Uh, we move on, number 13, Serpentine. I don't really have much to say about this horse. It's uh, Johnny Allen on board, uh, 81 to 1 for a reason, I would think. Uh, he's going to try and get across from the car park just like Knight's Order, but I think his stamina is already a query, so he's already spending some petrol tickets to get over. Uh, he finished 10 lengths off him last time. He um, ran a 3,200 race, and that was also wet, so same track and conditions. He didn't really muster up any sort of courage in the end but we didn't think that twilight payment could uh lead the whole way off similar sort of form and look what happened so i don't want to be dumb and pen him top 10 probably best chance though i don't think it's a winning contender at all so i'll say pretender yeah i'm gonna go pretty quick through that one pretender i think there's a lot better chances it's floated out to 91 dollars yeah 20 dollars for a place dak and sweet jr Philip Stokes trained, Daniel Moore on board, uh, 53 kilos, 31 to win, $8.50 to place. Nick, thoughts? Uh, it's another pretender. I think just better better things in this race. Um, yeah, not, nothing for me to say. I want to go quickly through the next couple, to be honest. Cause yeah. I mean, if he, I don't know. Autumn form was great. Was really good in the Sydney Cup, really good in the Adelaide Cup. Hasn't fired a shot all spring, so he's just not in the autumn's, form. Autumn's not spring. Exactly. Yeah. Autumn's not spring. He's not in the form to be winning a Melbourne Cup. If he got up, I wouldn't be surprised, but you just can't have money would. on him. I, I'd be surprised. You can't have money on him in the form that he's in, and I think that's the same for a few of these next ones. We go into Grand Promenade, Barrier 1, Marion uses train, Harry Coffey on board, 81-1. to one. I said last year with this horse, Nick, I remember in our preview, I said, come back next year, you'll be older, you'll be wiser, you'll be ready to go, and you might be a red-hot chance. But uh, unfortunately... Hasn't. He uh, has come well. back uh, not the same horse as he was. He came sixth very nicely in last year's race, and it proved my point well. I was like, yeah, he's definitely one to follow next year. Hasn't fired a shot since. Uh, that was on the dry as well last year. This year, it's a completely different kettle of fish. If it was dry, I think maybe he'd be in with a shot, but I'll have to repeat my sentiments and say, come again next year, older, wiser, fitter. Hopefully, you get a dry deck next year and you'll be in it. Yeah. Um I think it's the worst horse in this race. Fair enough. Pretender. I'm not going to waste my time here. Right, Arapahoe, Bjorn Baker, Rachel King, 52.5 kilos, 67 to 1. Gee, this would be good, wouldn't it? Everyone's talking about how Jamie Carr is going to be the next Michelle Payne and be the second woman to win a Melbourne Cup. But we get uh, Rachel King in. It would be very special to see Rachel King get up in a Melbourne Cup. And especially with Bjorn Baker as well. Bjorn, he's in a bit of form in his own right. Had two Everest runners. Uh, his stable's flying, so it'd be good to see this combination. They always, you know, Rachel King's, of course, the stable rider for Bjorn Baker, so it'd be very good to see that pair combined for one. Um, but, gee, 15th start for this prep. That is insanity. Apparently, he just keeps running. Keeps running really well, really honest, but in much weaker fields, of course. Needs wet, gets it. He's run behind Francesco Guardi and Durston. Brings super form into this. Just like Stockman, I don't think he wins. But with the weather, I think he brings a super chance to run in the top 10. Will be strong late. Watch him. Uh, one of those ones that I don't think is winning. I'll say pretender. But don't don't, don't have a cry if you pull him in a mystery trifecta. I think that's my new catchphrase with the mystery try. If you pull him in the mystery try, don't get too upset. Nick? I think this is my best bet for a uh, top 10. Yeah? Yeah. If you go um, to the top 10 market, find a rapper home? Yeah, I, I say so. Um, if I say Stockman's good form to go off, um, it finished 1.8 lengths behind Stockman. And yeah, same form lines. So, and then also, like you said, only 2.7 lengths behind no compromise um, at the 2,400. Third place, 3.6 lengths behind Durston. Like, it all reads really well. Yeah. Um, it's really, it, it's used to the longer, longer runs. So, um, I think it's my my best top 10 play it's not a chance for a win but my best top 10 play if the market comes out because i reckon it'll be paying probably eight to ten dollars maybe i wouldn't think it'd be paying eight ten dollars finish top 10 maybe like fives yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah i'm not really sure how top 10 i don't know how, the market I don't, works, I don't know how much they fluctuate because i'm usually looking at the, the top three but i do think it'll be you'll get a, a few, at least a couple dollars You'll be at evens money for this horse, and I reckon, like you said, very good play for top 10. No, 100%. Uh, move on to number 17, Emissiary. Shout out to my girlfriend. She's on this on better, so she's going to be cheering this on for the $1,000. Uh, 
I'm sorry, uh, honey, but you've just wasted $10 in my mind. This is a pretender. Uh, Geelong Cup, often a very strong lead into the Melbourne Cup, but I can't see this one translating well. It was one of the weaker Geelong Cups form-wise, and this guy was very lucky to win that on the day. If it was dry, I reckon he'd be in for a better run for sure, But and he's rated really well here. Only 51.5, $35. Like I could I respect a stab, but I just don't think it wins. I'm going to say pretender here. Um, he's going to be late. Could certainly grab uh, a top four spot and finish in the first half of the field. I think that's more realistic of a bet. Top 10 market is much more realistic than a win here for a mystery in my mind. So I'm going to go pretender. Yeah. Claire, give me $10 next time. <laughs> Donation. No chance. Oh, pretender. well. We move on to a horse that I respect a lot more when it comes to the Aussies. Luna Flair. Uh, Beg train. Mickey D on board. Mickey D looks to be... Uh, the first jockey in a very, very long time to go the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup double. Uh, some horses have done it in that time, but no jockey has done that in, I think, since like the 50s or 60s. He's been a long time, and he's in the form of his life. Caulfield Cup into a derby win. Now maybe goes the the trifecta of the uh, the triple crown of the staying races, because like, Cox Plate's more of a middle distance race. Like If he wins Caulfield Cup, derby, and uh, Melbourne Cup all in one go, Hell of a year for Mickey D. $20 to win, $6 to place. With 51.5 kilos on board, I think he is massive. Massive. Or it's a girl, I think. She is a massive chance. Um, same, sort of, same sort of form line that Prince of Penzance had uh, in its cup back in the day when it won 100 to 1. Should run the distance no matter what the day conditions are. Can go on dry, uh, soft or heavy. Uh, I think she figures as one of the top Aussie chances for sure. So I'm going to go contender for Luna Flair. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Um, I think there's better options, in my opinion. I'm going to go pretender. Um, yeah, just nothing nothing really sticking out to me. It's, um, yeah, I've seen better. Fair enough. We move on to Smoke and Romans. It's my biggest pretender of the field. In fact, um, like we said, it's very good to see if Jamie Carr can get up, but I think she's going to have to wait another year to try and get a win here. Um, she's going to win one one day, mark my words, but not here. Um, Smoke and Moments was a big winner of the Turnbull. It had the markets going crazy for him, firmed everywhere in the Caulfield and Melbourne Cup odds, but it just didn't rate him. Said he was a pretender in the Caulfield Cup and ran like it as well. Uh, massive query if he's going to run the 3200 as well because he didn't run a strong 2400 in the Caulfield. Like, everyone's saying, oh, forgive it, forgive it, definite forgive rate. I'm not forgiving anything. Didn't run good enough for my mind to uh, see out the distance here. Uh, badly found out in the Caulfield Cup. Handles all surfaces, gets the light weight. That's going to help significantly, but I'm happy to pen in Smoke and Romans at $17 to win. I reckon I'd have it at 30s plus. Uh, I hope I don't eat my words here, but Smoke and Romans, pretender. I'm going contender. Um, Favourite for a reason in the in the Caulfield Cup. Um, look, Jamie Carr's a very talented horse. <laughs> Jamie Carr's a horse. <laughs> She's a very talented <laughs> jockey. Sorry, um, but yeah, um, I think those three hours of sleep is buying back me a little bit here. I can see you yawning. You getting yeah. sleepy? Should I pass you a pillow? No, nah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Um, anyway, smoking Romans. I think there's a chance. Um, I think there's better chances, but I can't say it's a pretender because if it wins, I definitely will not be surprised. Um, but yeah, not too much else to Fair say enough. about that. We'll Trolley Rose. Rose. We love this horse. Oh uh, yeah, I'd get around this horse. Um, the major positive is we know it can run out a decently strong 3,200, which is like I said, sometimes that's the be all end all in the Melbourne cup. Uh, she can go on all sorts of conditions, but you just think she's outclassed here. I think top 10 is a great chance. If she's good in odds in that market, I reckon get on Trolley Rose for the top 10, but if she wins, I'll be happy for it, but she definitely won't have my money at a hundred to one. Um, another one that I said, I think last year, come back next year, older, wiser, fitter. Again, another one that hasn't really fired a shot, just like Grand Promenade. So just like I said with Grand Promenade, come back next year and we'll see how you go. But like I said, more of a play for the top 10 market. Yeah, I don't think you know what you're talking about from last year, mate. You've had two horses that have come back probably worse than the year before. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Come back around again next year and we'll, we'll revisit them. I reckon they'll be probably be in the field next year, but uh, hopefully they do a little better in the next 12 months. Yeah, no, pretender. No chance. Love the horse, but not this one. Yeah. Uh, point of pan. Um, 
Jeez, I was all over this horse in the autumn. Couldn't stop winning. Looked like a super chance for this race. Just hasn't returned the same horse this spring. Wayne Lawton gets flown over to ride the 51 kilo chance for Robert Hickmont. Currently $51 in the uh, market. It's gone out. It's at 67 now. It's at 67 now. 67. It's shifted $16 since we made these graphics up, and that's only about four hours. So Big. that shows you that. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to see that they've flown an international jockey out. He's rode in Melbourne Cups before, Rain Lawton, so he shouldn't be too unfamiliar with the territory that goes with that race. I think he'll give him every chance, but I would be really stoked if it got up, but surprised at the same time. Pretender. Yeah. Pretender. Not much else to say? No, mate. Come on. High emotion. Barrier 8. 50 kilos. $34 to win. Thoughts, Nick? This is where it gets interesting with the weight, to be honest. um, Because no matter what, 50 kilos is feathers. Feathers Feathers compared to Gold Trip. That's 7.5 kilos. His undoing was that 6 kilos he gave to Durston. He'll be given 7.5 kilos to these uh, 50 kilo horses here. Yeah. 7.5 kilos for a... Three kilometer race, three point two kilometer race, it's massive. Mm. Think about it. It's not dumb. Um, <laughs> in saying that, I think for this chance out of the fifty kilo, the three fifty kilo horse, I reckon it's a pretender. Um, yeah, I just don't like it. There's not really too much sticking out that's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a I'm a vibe guy. Not me- vibes are all time low with this horse. Fair enough. Um. I'm going to say pretender, but the fact that it drops 44.5 kilos off the uh, off its good win in the Bendigo Cup just six days before she tries and tackles the Melbourne Cup here reads well, I think. Gets all that weight off the back here. I think she runs out the distance. Place chance best in my mind, like I said, with many of the other horses. Get her in a mystery try. Don't throw out your ticket. I reckon she's definitely a chance to be running in that top six, top eight. So I reckon she's a decent enough chance but won't be winning. Interpretation. Uh, 51 kilos, Craig knew it on board, Marion Eustace, the fifth Marion Eustace horse. Actually, no, the fourth uh, out of the five, Barry six. Um, best weighted field in the best weighted horse in the field, in my opinion, punters. Uh, I can genuinely see him running a cheeky race because with the only 50 kilos on his back, he won't know himself. He's always had much higher weights and he's ran like it as well. He seems to always get real tired towards the end with those weights. Um, a lot of hype around him. He has a win over 2,800. He just hasn't really lived up to the hype since he's come to Australia, but he gets a chance to finally prove why he was such a uh, a big name when he came over. Everyone was pretty excited to see what he was like. So $51 to win, I think you'll find a pretty good price for top 10. That's probably my best top 10 bet here on interpretation. And if, again, pull him in a mystery trifecta, I'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, nah, pretender. It's flown out to $61 now as well. Um, yeah, better chances, better top 10 picks. Not, not for me. Fair enough. Last, Last one. to the field. Realm of Flowers. Barrier 5. The fifth of the five Marion used to stable. I'm intrigued what you have to say here. Damon mate. Thornton on board. Feathers. 11s. Yeah. I'd like to see it 20s, but best Aussie chance of knocking off the internationals here. I agree. The start fell into her lap. We're finally getting around to it. The fact that Durston came out. Macram came out. Uh, Loft came out. This horse was not getting a start. That's why it was lined up to run on Saturday. And then all of a sudden, horses just came out like that, fell into its lap, and it's a genuine chance to win the Melbourne Cup. This would be a good story. This would be one of the ones that they make the movies about. You know, it's not the uh, most talented horse. It's not the one that really sets the world on fire and wasn't even going to get a start. Get a call in the week, you're in the Melbourne Cup. Comes out and wins, I reckon. Could definitely be a pure... Melbourne Cup, inspirational Australian sports story. Very respectable here. Has the key form behind the likes of Durston and No Compromise, both of whom doesn't race here, but they're the top echelon of Australian stays currently. She swims. Bottom weight, swimmer, beware those form lines. Beware the fact that she is carrying feathers and she will get through the deck, she will get through the distance. I think she's in all my trifectas, she's in all my top fours. She's not my tip for the race, that's without a fight, but I reckon... She could definitely run a Quinella here. Yeah, she's my second best in this race. Yeah, same. Yeah, in all the trifectas. Great horse. Feathers really helps. Barrier's pretty good. Top seed for the Aussies. Yeah, this is the chance. This is the chance to knock off the internationals. Um, except for Montefilia. Montefilia will do it. But Realm of Flowers can't say, can't say that this horse won't do it because it's a 
genuine chance. Genuine chance. Yeah, came right, pretty Nick. simple, but I'm pretty happy with that. Now let's go through it. Your tip is Montefilia. You think Montefilia wins, I think without a fight wins. Now let's go through our top fours and how we would be betting on this race. If we want to have a bet on this race, let's say if you had 50 bucks, how do you bet on this race? 50 bucks for this race. Look, you've got Montefilia at $11. You chuck 10 on straight away. Yep. If I had $50, probably wouldn't go each way. If I'm looking for a, just a profit sense, yep. I'd go on the nose. Straight away. That's what I'd go for. $10 like that. I put 20 bucks on a trifecta. And then I'd probably put a $20 on a, on a first four, but I'd, I'd probably include six or seven horses. Yep, fair enough. Box it up. If I had $50 punters, I'd probably go, uh, let me think. Yeah, the math checks out here. The first four, box first four, my top four in the race, which is Roma Flowers, Without a Fight, Duval Legend, you've got to make sure that that favourite's in there, and Hu Yao Mal. That's my four there. That's my top four in the race. I think that's who crosses the line. One, two, three, four. Um, and then that's $24 spent. I want it 100% of it. Then we'll get the trifecta. I reckon we'll go Hu Yao Mal. Hu Yao Mal. I've almost forgot my own horse. Without a fight and Duval Legend. Like I said, that international trifecta, that's $6 spent. You got twenty dollars left to play, ten dollars each way on without a fight. If I was spending fifty bucks, that's how I'd do it. So my first four, without a fight, Realm of Flowers, Who Yamal, Duval Legend, and my tip is without a fight. Nick, your tips, Montefilia. Who's your first four across the line? First four across the line, sorry, is Montefilia. I've got Realm of Flowers coming in second. I've got Stockman running in third. Interesting. And I've got the favourite coming in fourth. Very nice, very nice. So you said last year with the favourite, you declared Incentivize is not winning. Are mm-hmm. you going to declare now that Duval Legend is definitely not winning? I'm not. No? Can't take that risk this year? I am not as confident with this play. I think we are due for a favourite to win the Melbourne Cup. It's been a couple of years. I couldn't tell you the last time. Neither Kai, because I haven't looked that my, far off back. The, off the top of my head. I we are tell you. we are only twenty punters. We have only been betting for two years, so we don't rem- really remember the uh, the early, odds going back. Early um, Melbourne Cups. I definitely yeah. watched them, but I definitely didn't pay attention to the odds. Yeah, no. So I think they're due. I know it's been a couple of years, so yeah, I can't say it won't it won't win. Um, I think there's better chances, but end of the day, favourites a favourite for a reason. All right, fair enough, mate. Well, that is. The pretenders from the contenders in the Melbourne Cup. Only thing left to go through, Nick, the Cup Day Quaddy. I think we missed it by one leg last year. We had Very Elegant in it, but I think we were down to race 10 and we didn't get the winner there. So hopefully we get it here. In race 7, the Melbourne Cup, we've gone my tip without a fight, your tip Montefilia, we've gone the favourite Duval Legend, and then Dewis, Gold Trip, and Realm of Flowers, like we said, those three red-hot Aussie contenders there. Race 8, we've got Minsk Moment, Mukertale, uh, I don't really know how to say it, um, Pasquero and the Garden. Who have we got in the last two legs? Uh, we've got Shizzle Class, Promise of Success, Catalan, and another award. Then Race 10, we've got the Astrologist, Nicolini Vito, Zethus, and General Bo. And I'm pretty sure 50 bucks gives you about 11%. About, about that. About that. Our math so. isn't very good. We're not great mathematicians, but that should be around what you get in there. And especially if we get a few roughies in there. Like, for instance, if you if either of our tips get up, that's definitely going to be a great addition to the quaddy. So, hopefully, punters, you've enjoyed this episode. Nick, is there anything else to touch on before we go? Um, look at the socials. We'll post some around-the-ground tips for Tuesday. Yes. We probably just don't have enough time just to touch on it right now. Um, so, yeah, just keep a look on the socials. We'll, we'll post some stuff there. And, obviously, on our dabble, everything that we, we want to bet on is on there for the public to everyone to see. And then whether or whether or not you agree, you can put the bet on as well. Yep. At the Mock Sports on Dabble, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Basically, you go on any sort of social media, you type in the Mock Sports, you're going to find us. And above all else, punters, the Melbourne Cup is the day to lose money. A lot of money is spent, a lot of money is lost. So I want to remind you, gamble within your limits. Make sure to gamble responsibly on Tuesday, Legends. The hardest race to pick. Exactly. The hardest race to pick, it's the hardest day to win. I I reckon we picked 10 out of the 24 horses. I like a decent chance of winning. And that put it that way, it's an open field. Anything can get up in the Melbourne Cup. Anything. That's yeah. the beauty of the race. And that's why it's a handicap and not a wait for age. You know, 
sometimes you get 100 to 1 winners coming out from the grounds. They run their day and they get up. Yeah. It's the beauty of the cup. Just be careful. Um, Just get responsibly, obviously. Um, But, yeah. But, yes, just like you, we will be glued to our TV screens at 3 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon for the Melbourne Cup. Gamble responsibly, legends, and make sure you're tuning in to the Quaddy Potty on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Strider.com, Amazon Podcasts. We're everywhere. Wherever you get your major podcast platforms, the Quaddy Potty, make sure to tune in this coming Thursday for our rundown of the Golden Eagle last week and Champions Day coming up on Saturday. I'm not going to be here. There's going to be a fill-in. Uh, you're gonna unconfirmed, get a new unconfirmed, toast. but um, I've got a couple of ideas up the sleeves. Nick's couple shopping of, around. A couple of mates have asked asked for a, a to get on, um, but yeah, I think there's there's one or two that are pretty comfortable, and uh, we trust them enough to to get them on. Yeah, don't worry, you'll still get your cashy fix. All of my tips are going to be on the socials and the dabbles as well. But until next time, punters, see you later.